taking the first of three full in-breaths, if you'd like through your nose, lifting up the shoulders and the, with the first in-breath, like you're trying to touch your ears, holding them shoulders up there, and then nice long out-breath through the mouth and dropping the shoulders and pulling them back so you open up your chest. And for the second in-breath, pulling in the belly, nice and taut, and just keeping it really tight, and then breathing out through the mouth and softening the belly. Perfect. Perfect. And then for the third in-breath, squinching the toes, fists, and the facial muscles, just tightening that old pinched ugly face. Hold it, hold it, and then relaxing the jaw, the forehead, encouraging the micro-muscles around the eyes to relax, and let's take a survey around the body and first notice contact sensations, if there's any way you can make your clothing more comfortable, feel free to do that. If you'd like to readjust any part of your posture, feel free throughout the meditation. If you feel any discomfort and you need to reposition yourself, that's fine. Just do it in a way that doesn't cause sound that disrupts your neighbor's peace. So what that means is take a moment to, before you have to shift, if you do need to, to ask yourself, how can I do this in the most quiet way possible? And then we're going to start with a concentration meditation and then move into what's called choiceless awareness. So the object you can start out with, if you'd like, is the breath or any other body sensation. And the goal is to keep the breath in the front of awareness, what we might call the spotlight of awareness, that foreground of your attention. So you can either pay attention to the sensation of air entering at the tip of the nose, or you might become aware of the um, movement of contraction and expansion associated with exhalation and inhalation. If you do work with the breath, you might want to at first employ a counting strategy, thinking one on the in-breath, two on the out, three on the following in-breath, four on the out, and then when we reach five, on the next in-breath, we start counting back down. Four on the out, three on the in, two on the out. So we're counting from one to five and back down again, with one, three, and five always on the in-breaths. Try to make the out-breaths as long and smooth as possible. The in-breaths, just make them full, so they fill up the lungs. A full in-breath gathers up our attention, a long out-breath relaxes. It's a good way to establish inner balance. 
that there is absolutely no law. You have to work with the breath. You can work with other embodied sensations. For example, noting the feeling of contact, sensations of sitting on a cushion, the feeling of clothes touching your body. So it's entirely natural for the minds to wander off. Generally, a thought will arrive, like a train in the station of the mind, and we will 
out of sheer habit, climb aboard and let it lead us wherever it's heading. Most of the time we don't check. So the thought could be catastrophizing or grandiose and fantastical or obsessive about an event in the past or planning something in the future. Either way, it will take us very far away from the present sensations that will not only help us establish peace of mind, but also connect us with all of the brain's wisdom that we're generally not in touch with, the emotional, intuitive, all the feelings, moods, sensations that are happening in the background that are trying to present us with important information that we overlook in life's busyness or planning or scheduling. So in meditation we can actually connect with so much All we need to do is when the train of thought has taken us far away to calmly climb off and just we'll magically be back in the present. We don't have to do anything. We don't we certainly don't need to criticize, scold, or get frustrated or impatient. Simply learning to work with the mind in a resolutely compassionate, accepting, calm, patient way instills so many of the characteristics that we are actually trying to develop. So it's just as valuable practicing how you return to the present moment and how you relate to the times where the mind is jumpy, distracted, or tired.
So at this point, we're going to begin the process of opening awareness into choiceless awareness, which means allowing the mind to attend one by one without preference to any object that presents itself, or just noticing where the mind goes. This is a very important practice in our small, what could be called egoic frame of mind, we're constantly directing the mind towards goals that help us prepare for the future. And we totally have a tendency of overriding all the emotionally driven ways the mind tries to connect. And one of those ways is it tries to pull our attention to different experiences, feelings, sometimes unpleasant memories. This is how the unconscious mind connects, lets us know topics that are important to it. So in this practice, we're learning to be with taking our hand off of the steering wheel and allowing the mind itself to direct. So we're going to add into awareness all of the sensations that are present. I'll list just some. Right now there are lights flickering behind closed eyelids. Additionally, there might be a second set of images which are mental images, little inner movies playing on the movie screen of the mind. <coughs> there are sounds from the room. There are gut feelings of comfort and discomfort arising in the body, feelings of general tightness or ease. There's levels of energy in the mind, being awake or tired. There are overall moods such as sadness, excitement, agitation, anxiety, happiness. And of course there are thoughts language-based ideas. So, the only role in choiceless awareness is to not climb aboard any thought to the extent that we lose awareness of the present time, that we are sitting, meditating, so if that means at first to not listen to any thought, just note what the topic is, that's fine. Whatever you're doing, know what it is. So if you're looking at images of the past, 
in the mind, know that you're remembering. If you're hearing sounds, know that you're listening. If you're feeling body sensations or the breath, know that you're feeling. Always keep that level of detachment so that you know what the mind is interested in, but you're not steering whenever the mind wants to move on to another sensation, memory, image, sound, feeling, allow it and just simply know where it's going next. Finally, some people find it useful every couple of in-breaths to ask the question, where is my mind right now? Just as a habit we're instilling to pull us out of any thought and just know whatever it is we're focusing attention on.
So when you're ready, very, very slowly, reminding ourselves that when we do begin to open our eyes, that sight is a dominant sensation, and if we simply allow all of awareness to become captivated by images, it will push into the background of awareness all the rich presence we've connected with over the last half hour. So, when it is time to open up your eyes first, look at the ground in front so that we're not looking at any objects, and just take in light and color and see if you can maintain awareness of your body while you take in the light and color, the sense of the breath, feeling, tones in the body, moods. And then whenever, at your own pace, you want to look up and look around and start becoming aware of objects and people, you can do so, but then still see if you can maintain a balanced awareness which is equally aware of what's going on internally and externally. That's kind of the gold standard we are heading for, a mind that both knows what's going on in the world around us, but also knows what's going on in the world inside of us. <laughs>